0: You're listening to the Irish Times.
1: You are not Pat Nugent and you are not Eamon Donoghue. You are Gavin Comsky, the hardest working man in showbiz here in the At A Time podcast this morning.
0: I'm going to take some holidays in July.
1: In July. You, you got me this month. <laughs> you, of course, in service of this wonderful newspaper, were in Crook Park yesterday for the DUBS. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Uh, I
0: did. I was live blogging the game because it wasn't on TV. Yeah. And it actually, normally I don't like doing that, but it was kind of interesting because you could see the numbers racking up because yeah. so many people wanted to know what the hell was going on. Right, and of course, yeah. yeah. the dubs um, looked like it was just going to be the worst blog experience ever because when what six one, seven one and then Kildare made a good game of it and Well They did for a bit, like you yeah. know, if you were if you were writing play by play like I was right. when it was like just before half time, you're thinking if they can land a first blow and Ben McCormick left two goals out there on he the pitch. Should. He sure did. It would have it would have been nice to see them push Dublin to a under level but they didn't. Dublin just pushed themselves to the other levels
1: and Are you as bored with with this as everybody the you know the championship, the glory, glory, dubs all the way. Um, no, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm bored with. Like, you spent, you spent many years going to actual Leinster Championship matches that actually matter.
0: Yeah, like I've seen Mead teams beat the living shit out of Dublin yeah. midfielders and yeah. over the years. So no, you always there's been so much misery in up. How could you go at The misery, the misery is like it's all good decades ago. But uh, no, look, the, the watching the dubs yesterday was. Uh, I thought it was very was fascinating, but the championship is like when you come back in. I haven't been. I don't cover GAA sure. g- during the winter, and like you're coming back in, you don't have a good sense of it because you haven't been like on the ground reporting. Mm. But just from a f- far away looking in, you're like, oh, it's 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 such a shame that the championship is so broken and, and and not working anymore. Like like I remember loads of Leinster semi finals when like there'll be just such a such a crack around going to these oh, games, yeah. and it's just gone.
1: I remember, yeah. The so, Game itself uh, is
0: fascinating I thought though Like just little things Like Rory O'Carroll Coming back in and Yeah Doing what he did In five minutes You know Little things like that But as an event It's, it's a shame Where we're at Yeah Anyway
1: uh, And you're uh, at uh, we, We're riding you hard Until your holidays You're going to uh, Lansdowne Road tonight
0: I sure am yeah Yeah <laughs> Going to see uh, The Gibraltar game uh, Which is going to be Very interesting isn't it Simply because uh, It's interesting Until we score well, how many goals it has to be a four five niller or like McLean I thought was good but after Copenhagen he was like I don't think um, any team can out scrap us, I don't think any team can outrun us and we can we can if we qualify by trailizing or hanging hanging, I'm not bothered. But Mm. that doesn't matter tonight, you know? Like, you need a performance from McLean and Robbie Brady. Mm. Like, we need to see them. They haven't been playing good football, the two of them, and they're the two guys that kind of need to spark. Yeah.
1: I thought it was interesting watching them on on, uh, Friday night. Like, it was a good result and a deserved result. Now, the Danes were better, generally better. But I did enjoy, like, for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes when everybody was feeling each other out. Like, the team under McCarthy, they do want to play reasonably good football. They do want to press high on the opposition kick-out. They do want to uh, get, you know, keep three high enough to pitch with McLean and McGoldrick up there. Um, but, they're just not good enough. You know, they're just not, there's no real But anyone can be good there. enough to,
0: to press high. You yeah. know I mean? It's about being good enough to do what you do with the ball at your feet. Yeah. So, but, they have to keep playing. That's, yeah. like, if ever we needed them to play that way yeah. where they put enormous pressure on teams that needs to keep
1: happening Will but you be bringing your tennis ball tonight? No, no I think we're past that Isn't <laughs> it funny
0: that there's nothing like we're going to talk about how the championships in hurling and football hasn't sparked yet yeah. We're in the qualifiers hasn't sparked yeah. yet Roy McIlroy just won a golf tournament and we're not getting crazy about that and there's a Women's World Cup going. there's lots of little things going on but nothing yeah. is kind of jumping out and grabbing us by Dragging us into well, sport.
1: speak for yourself. The US opens on this week. I'll be watching. That's that. what I mean. That'll be three get o'clock us going. at night. <laughs> trying, trying, to drag my arse into work the next morning. Uh, we, but we will be talking later on. And you wash your mouth out. The Ulster Championship <laughs> is the World Cup and the Ashes and the Super Bowl all rolled into one. This is it. The so, Ulster Championship
0: is the most interesting thing. At the exactly.
1: Moment. So we'll be talking to uh, Keith Duggan about that later on. But we will start with hurling, and. We go somehow into the last weekend of the two provincial championships, Gav, with both provinces alive and well. Uh, the Leinster one is mad, and it would take us... This would turn into one of those kind of... Uh, Unresearched? Well, no. No, it's a very heavily researched. But it, this would turn into like a, a nuclear physics podcast if I sat down and tried to explain what could happen in Leinster next weekend. But essentially all four teams... Can go through, and all four teams can go out, which is a kind of a mental uh, way for it to all shake out. But uh, we're going to concentrate on Munster because Ian O'Reardon is in the studio for his first uh, podcast of the summer. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Maliki. Yeah, you were in Limerick yesterday, and Limerick Hockey Clare got back into back into their groove, and it leaves next weekend as. Still a bit up for grabs. Um, all four, obviously Waterford are gone, but the other four teams are still alive to a certain extent, including Clare, who, we, given that they've taken a hammer in two weeks in a row, you could imagine that their summer is over, but it's actually not. No, no.
2: And in keeping with the sort of the theme of the Munster Championship, yesterday's game was slightly unpredictable, and mm. um, totally lopsided in the end. I mean, what was it, 18 points? Yeah. Um I mean it certainly caused into question again that the format of the Munster of, of this round robin series would maybe maybe come back to in a minute mm. um but certainly I mean Limerick I mean there was no doubt that if Limerick had lost this game they were gone I mean there was no yes. way back there was absolutely was it, no yeah. way back because they would have been they would have been they would have lost out if, if Clare had beaten them yesterday yeah then whatever way it transpired they would have lost on the head to head with claire so they were gone so i mean john Coyle, I'm looking at the word he used inconceivable that mm. they were going to lose and
1: i got- had half an eye on this as we uh, we we were in crook park watching watching the dubs and the dubs was so exciting that i had half an eye on the limerick claire game on the tv in front i was of watching of Rory carl it. warm up so I was <laughs> <laughs> uh but it did seem to me that that inconceivable was exactly uh the way Limerick played it, like they 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 weren't messing around. No, they were awesome.
2: They were really really good, as best
1: I've seen, and possibly since the All
2: Ireland last year. Um, I mean, a few things stood out for me. I mean, they, I think it's twelve of the starting team from from the All Ireland, and mm. the three that didn't start came on. So it's more or less the same team as last year, and so they have that same sort of like just. That sort of you, the players are unit. They're extremely tight. They're extremely dependable. Um, I don't know whether they're wearing tight fitting jerseys. They they really are a big team as well. They do like,
1: look like uh, the, like they gave them the the, the <laughs> miners jerseys yeah, for the year. They don't were they? all bulking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe
2: that was a deliberate strategy. But again, if you go back to the the, the links here, I mean Joe O'Connor's their, their physical trainer, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Previously with Claire, mm-hmm. Paul Knurk, they're their their, mm-hmm. their coach previously with Claire, and they 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 they, they kind of have some of the traits that Claire had uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Um, but. But I mean, look at you. Look at the score. I mean, all six forwards have scored from play in the first half. Um, Eleven scorers in all, including Declan Haddon, Dermot Burns from 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 from, from the halfback line. Um, the, the few new players, William O'Donnell in midfield, is a really fine player. Um, Graham Mulcahy was very good at full forwards. And I mean, the defence. I mean, Sean Finn. Again, we saw him after the game with his with his shirt off. And like these guys are really built like bricks. So like it's it's a. Uh, you know, as someone describes it yesterday as maybe an open letter to, to Jackie Tyrrell as if like they're not, they're not, they're not gone away. Even though if they if they had lost yesterday, that yeah. was season over. But it, instead, it's it's quite the opposite. It's like these are almost a team to beat now, and it sets it sort up of brilliantly for next Sunday against Tip, who will have have been the form team. Mm-hmm. That may out that may turn out to be a sort of a, a sort of a heat or a trial run before the Munster final, because depending how it works out, mm-hmm. they could play each other in the Munster final, which would be which would be interesting as well. But that's one side. The other side is Claire. I mean. As I said, I've been watching Claire herding for probably twenty years. That was by far the worst performance I've ever seen by Claire. I mean, p- people talk about them maybe being overcoached a bit. They just looked like they were over trained, overwhelmed, overawed. You can take your pick. Um, they only they were
1: pretty. I, I was at them the week before, and they were. The, you could say the same then. That was against as well. uh, that against was against Tipperary, yeah, in, yeah. In Ennis, um, I mean, what was into what? What I found interesting about them, Ian, was that uh, the the real pillars of their attack, you know, that 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 you need to be relying on. John Conan's form seemed to just disappear on him. Shane O'Donnell, the one thing that you all said about Shane O'Donnell was that the ball always stuck to him. Yes. Doesn't, yeah. seem, doesn't seem to happen anymore. And if Tony Kelly isn't in the game, where does it come from yeah. for them?
2: Yeah. yeah, now I know Collins had a few injury problems at the start of the year, but you're right about Shane O'Donnell and Podge Collins as well. The two of them, like you could see, and it's time to get close to a ball. And it goes back to the physicality of Limerick. I know that word is overused a lot, but they were literally like, they couldn't they couldn't get near the ball. It's almost like, and they were being flicked and they were being harassed and all that kind of stuff. And it was a brilliant display by Limerick, but, but you're right, Claire. Tony Kelly, to me, looked completely lost. I mean, lost in time and space. He didn't seem to know where he was for half the game. Um, it's not like the whole game passed him by. The midfield, very poor as well. I mean, there's a few, yeah, you know, but, I mean... But
0: Ian, the game's always going to pass someone like Tony Kelly by when, like, Anthony Daly on TV, it was more his his head was about to explode mm. because he was watching Claremont getting bullied. Yeah. And Logue said the championship is the place of truth. Like, so, ne- ne- never mind the ball not being able to get to those guys. Yeah. Uh, they were bullied and, like, just... Torn, torn asunder. Yeah. It was embar- It was embarrassing for Claire people, wasn't it? Because they couldn't get on the ball. They couldn't. They're just humiliated, really, weren't yeah,
2: they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like that kind of slow death in the afternoon, you know, where they just, they, yeah, they looked like there was no way out. I mean, it was all over half time. Like, you could just see this game is finished, and, and no matter what Claire did. And they had a couple of goal chances early on, but I don't think that would have made any difference. Aaron, Aaron Shanahan, I think, had a half decent chance. He started there. He was taken off. Collins was taken off. Donald was taken off. None of the guys that came on off the bench made a difference. It's worrying, it's worrying for Clare, and it goes back to my point about the Munster Championship now. Here's Clare, who seemed to have gone back. Waterford, we know, mm. have gone back. So we have a situation now where we have three teams, it looks like, have gone ahead. Two have dropped off, which means if, if, that, if, that's, if that's the trend for next year, you could have a situation whereby you're playing, what is it, 10 games to decide, we, to decide what we already sure. know. So I well
1: it, yeah but but I mean we weren't saying that this time last no, year true, you know true. Th- this time last year the field looked very even Isn't there always
0: going to be a tragedy for two every summer now because of the way the structures yeah, are quite, I
2: mean it was tip last year I accept that I accept yeah, that it is yeah. early and I know Sean Moran's Man, making a point it's you has know, been for both years so. Let's not rush <laughs> to judgement here but it, it just it, it was I mean there's a big crowd there nearly 30,000 people yeah. and yet like it wasn't really a contest but uh look it's a, it's it goes back to the point about limerick um I, I think I think Limerick that's why next Sunday is going to be such a fascinating game maybe maybe they'll want to keep something in reserve except but they can't really it, the
1: tenor of it has changed a little bit because both of them are guaranteed to be tr- through like the you know it would take mathematical insanity for either of them not to be not well our and are definitely through um it is um the the tenor of it has changed a teensy bit in that, um, like, if Limerick were going there needing a result to stay alive, like Tip, you know, Tip would love to get Limerick out of the championship. They yes. would absolutely yeah. Yeah. grab it with both hands and be like couldn't couldn't put them out by enough. Whereas uh, it's going to be slightly different. Like the real drama next weekend in Munster, if. And it depends on Claire kind of gathering themselves. Yes. Yeah. Is Claire playing Cork at home?
2: It is. It's in Ennis, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's the one thing to to their advantage. But I mean, I again go back to Claire. Like, I just don't see how they can turn it around. And we were chatting briefly to Donal Maloney afterwards, and you know he, he's one. Of the, they were, you know, he was in the dressing the dressing room a long time afterwards, which mm-hmm. is never a good sign. As if you know, he was trying to keep the heads up or something. Um, you know, wh- what did they revert to? I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean Cork. Cork are a bit unpredictable in, in their own right. I mean, it is they, true, you know, yeah. they, they were still. I mean, Waterford didn't exactly, you know, they, they, Waterford were still in that game for the last 10, 15 I, minutes. Yeah, I
1: watched near enough all of that game. Like they'd made a real heavy weather of getting rid of Waterford yeah. on Saturday night, and that was that. Like that was a, a like a sort of an under twenty Waterford team. Like when you look at the names that. That they took out of that Waterford team on the night. They took out Stephen O'Keefe, took out Noel Connors. Yeah. Porrock Mahoney was suspended. They took out Kevin Moore and they left Kevin or Ozzy Gleeson on the bench for a long time. Like, so, and Cork took a long time to, to wriggle free of them, even though they were so much better than them. Yeah. And at home as well, yes. And at home. So, like, they're like, it's obviously going to be very hard for Claire to gather themselves after getting two bad beatings two weekends in a row. But if they manage it, yeah. Like if they got an early goal, I know you were saying there that, that they missed a couple of early goal chances and they probably wouldn't have made any difference. But the thing that kept Clare alive in their matches last year, because if you remember, like they went behind against Galway twice and got goals to bring themselves back into it. Goals were their sort of fuel last year. And that the Cork full backline on Saturday night against Waterford were really, really yeah. dodgy now. Yeah. So like if they could find some way of getting early goals well, where's the truth something? in
2: Clare getting out of this now? Like you know what
0: I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they yeah. Look at the, just on, on that
1: note, Look at the table here. to say
2: if, if Limerick do beat Tip, which is possibility, yes, and Clare beat Cork, they'll go through and the, they'll go through on on, on the head to head. Yeah. Simple, simple as that. Or point.
1: if it's a draw, if if Tip Limerick is a draw, yeah, exactly. Then Clare go exactly. through on the head to head yeah, if they so, beat Cork. Like yeah, it's, say, it's say, a dodgy one for Cork. It really is. Yeah, I'd say John Myler will be will
2: be will be, will be you know doing his absolute best to make sure Cork Cork don't take the the eye off the ball here because um you know there is any cliche kick in Claire it has to come out on Sunday but go back to your point Gal. I don't, I don't I think it's I think it's well I think we're witnessing a decline of Claire Hurling I think you know people again talking about the coaching and you know I mean it's funny enough we were chatting to Brian Lowen last week was it or we, two yeah, weeks ago and he, were, yeah. we mentioned Claire and Jesus he, he was really negative he was like mm. oh the county board and the lack of and we were kind of like wow we, he was really negative mm. about it and I was surprised initially, but Brian Lowen doesn't throw those kind of things out for fun. Well, mm-hmm. maybe he was, but he mm. he was extremely negative about the support and and structures, and he felt that the county board weren't doing what they needed to do. And he was talking about expenses and this and that. Which, if that is true, maybe maybe there is more going on here than than we realise. Mm. And and he wasn't exactly in sort of glowing praise of the of the management team either. You know, so um, maybe maybe not all is all as well mm. in that camp as, as we might think.
1: So let's let's look at Limerick. Um, all Ireland champions, they they clearly have got their groove back. They clearly have have it, you know, have the year where where they wanted at this mm-hmm. stage. They've got their scare and have come over yep. it. Uh, I saw did Dermot Byrne start? Yeah, yeah. So like he he got his reminder, you know, was dropped the previous yes. week.
2: Uh, how did how did he respond? Yeah, he got a well, he got a point in the first yeah. half, um, so he responded really well.
1: Like that, like that, <laughs> you know, that's that's Kylie working mm. straight from the Cody uh, playbook, you know. Like he dropped one of the, like Deamer Burns was one of his pillars last yes. year, yeah. and just on the back of the Cork result, said, "Right, sorry, son, you're out." Yes. Uh, I, and it looked to me like as a reminder to everybody, I will drop anybody. Mm. I don't care.
2: Mm. Yeah. No. And. Um, you know, there was Peter Casey there as well who missed it, missed out in the final last mm. year. He was pretty, like four points, and like not, there were four points out on the, what's the far stand known as in Gaelic rounds? the Gaelic grounds, the Mackey un- stand. Yeah, it? the uncovered stand. Oh, the uncovered yeah, stand. Like, yeah. like out, out there. Mm. You know, there were four really hard points. So he's, you know, I mean, it's it's the, Aaron Gallan. I mean, what can you say about Aaron Gallan? I mean, he's he's probably the, one of the most. I wouldn't say. <laughs> I mean, be put him against TJ Reid, obviously not, but he's one of the most consistent forwards in the game. Mm. Anyway, I, probably TJ Reid is probably the best at the moment. I but don't he,
1: think we can. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think, I, I think I decided on the way in this morning. I think I really have to write about TJ Reid for next weekend. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like what he's doing is insane. He has five thirty six scored in three games. Mm. Uh he's he scored two five from play yesterday. He essentially played Galway on his own. It's insane what
2: he's doing. Yeah, and. Uh Possibly, but they were unlucky, you know, I mean, it's, if, you, if you look at that game again, like, a bit like you and Krog Park, we were watching that game mm. over our shoulders before, and uh, you kept thinking, God, Kilkenny are going to come here, and, and they, they came very close, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it, set, it sets Leinster up really well. But I Paul think- Murphy had to walk, didn't he? Oh, ah, yeah. He had to go.
0: Yeah,
1: it, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Cody was upset about it afterwards, obviously.
0: But yeah. uh,
1: I think Cody was more upset with the timekeeping, though, was he?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, he definitely had a problem with that as well. Because so they t- added on yeah. four
1: minutes and took two minutes to, to take a free and didn't add any of them on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it did look like Kenny were going to get a score. Like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, know I mean, again.
2: these things invariably shift longer than, than they, they very rarely yeah. rein it in. Um, so... But yeah, I think, again, it sets up Leinster really really well for next. They're all on Saturday evening, aren't they, in terms of what's... Leinster,
1: yeah. So uh, Saturday night's fixtures are uh, both at the same time, both at seven o'clock. Kilkenny have to go to Wexford and Galway are coming to Parnell Park to play at Dublin. Like, it's really fascinating what's happening there, mm. you know, because all four teams have a chance to go through. Uh, Davy will absolutely love <laughs> yeah. Wexford coming down there or Kilkenny coming down there, needing a result. Yeah. Like, that is, you know, that's what his whole, whole uh, reign has been working towards. The chance, God almighty, the chance to put Kilkenny out is massive. Uh, And like Galway, Galway can go out. Like, if Galway get beaten and there's a draw in... Wexford Park.
0: Oh, I should go up and take Dublin apart. There's rumours Joe Canning might
2: even
1: tug out. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that at all.
0: Besides the comeback by Kilkenny, there's enough evidence there, isn't there?
1: I'd say Dublin fancy that. I really think Dublin fancy that. Uh, Dublin love playing people in in Parnell Park. Uh, They they, they have more or less everybody fit. I think Rushy's going to be back for it. I did. God, Dublin would love. Yeah, this, this love. Their, the look of that.
2: It's. It's. This is their. This is their Olympic final for the season. Like Big they ha- time. You know they have to. You know if they don't. If you can't deliver here. Yeah, and a draw. Won't.
1: A draw is no good to Dublin. Really, they like a win. They need. They need to win. Like God, I think they would love it. They really would. Would. Uh would fancy that? Yeah, this no. is, this is a, the
0: ridiculousness of it. Imagine going to Nolan Park and winning a game, and then going to Parnell Park and losing it. I know, yeah, <laughs> it would just be madness. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it would be like, what got? What, what kind of championship is this? And you, you can you can
2: ruin your summer after doing
1: do, going
2: into the bare pit of Kilkenny. You know, well, it's
1: interesting how it's flipped been at home.
2: So how it's flipped out that you know that that Leinster actually has become that the the, 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 the much, slightly more interesting and unpredictable and kind of even even in terms of the possibilities. Oh, far
1: more. Well, look, what, what you need in in any of these five five team groups is for four of them to be at more or less the same level that's what we had in yes. Munster last yes. year and almost four and a half because Waterford stuck at it yeah. in plenty of games but uh, in in Munster now it's it's two maybe two and a half like we don't know where, where Cork are mm. uh, really we think they're probably decent but we're not entirely sure whereas in Leinster there four of them are more or less the same level whether that level is good enough come later in the year to beat a Limerick or to beat a Tipperary that's for later yes, in the year yeah. but right now it's a cracking championship uh, listen that'll do us lads uh, thanks a million for coming in Ian thanks, and Maliky. we will see you uh, along the road as we go along cheers The greatest Ulster Championship of all time continues apace. Uh, I uh, have somehow managed not to be at even one bloody game yet, but there you go. Uh, Keith uh, Duggan has uh, is turns out to be our Ulster football correspondent uh, this year, and uh, was there on Saturday night. Hot footed it from Copenhagen to uh, Breffney Park, Keith. That's that's the way of it. Now that's that's properly living.
3: That's right. Yeah, as did as did Seamus Coleman, who was. Uh who was in the uh, in the crowd to enjoy to enjoy uh, the, the Donegal victory? Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was the stop on the route on the route home to Donegal. For I p-
1: saw people. he took he took plenty of selfies on the pitch. I presume you were just too modest to post the selfies. That's that right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I a surprising game. Well, put it this way: uh, Tyrone seemed to be surprised by it. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I think everyone was a little bit surprised by it. Um, th- th- particularly the first sort of 10 minutes, I don't know how it looked in television, but, you know, the the, the pace of it just seemed Mm. really, really breathless for Mm. the first 10 minutes. Um, Very high quality, extraordinarily open, like sort of for Ulster Championship Fair, kind of alarmingly open. Um, It just seemed like, you know, there were scores on offer every time either side went up the pitch. And it kind of felt as if, you know, maybe Declan Bonner and Mickey Hart sort of caught each other's eyes down the sideline and made a pact and went right enough of this let's uh, let's go back to what we know here <laughs> and it, it you know the pace slowed down dramatically after that but yeah it was surprising um Tyrone I mean yeah the, whatever about yeah they were just they were just sort of out of sorts from the moment that um Peter Hard was black carded and I think they were taken aback by just the, the, the speed and precision precision with which uh, Donegal attacked them, they never really they never really kinda settled into into their game or were allowed to settle into their game over the course of seventy minutes. And by half time it, it wasn't the it, the game sort of it did it, it felt it felt almost over. It felt like it was very difficult to see how Tyrone oh, really would did. come back.
1: Yeah, it really did feel over. And, and actually, you can tell me better because TV only only uh, tells you so much. Um, like, did, did Dunning, as you said, the the opening part of it was pretty open. Did Donegal then at some stage sort of flick a switch and and retreat into playing as a blanket defence that 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 real old style mass defence breakout counter attack football, or were they sort of doing that from the start?
3: Yeah, I mean the, the the start was so it was so up and down that maybe that was their intention, but they never really got a chance to to set up. If I you know what I mean. Right. Um, the restarts were so quick. Um you know it was it was it, w- it was furious it was it was kind of chaotic but but in a really entertaining way um then they got they are obviously was it 1-3 to i think 3 up 1-3 to 3 yeah after um after peter hart was sent off and then yeah definitely as i said that the, the pace slowed then they did drop back um they clearly had worked on on that defensive setup so it wasn't you know it was a matter of 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 Responding to the fact that you know Tyrone had lost, they lost their playmaker. Really, I think Hart leaving the field for mm. Tyrone is almost as disastrous as Michael Murphy leaving the field would be for Donegal, um, and they really, you know, as was as was noticed, they closed down the direct option into Cahill McShane, and um, you know Tyrone just couldn't really. They just struggled to work the ball through through the uh, through that that Donegal defensive setup, And the other thing was then they were clearly terrified um, by the pace at which Donegal can break at. So I think that was, that was kind of playing on their minds as well. You know They didn't want to overcommit because they didn't want to get caught out.
0: How accurate, uh, Keith, is the narrative that like Mickey Hart's changed up and they've had to evolve and become more of an attacking force and now that's backfired. So they're kind of lost in no-man's land. Is, is that well, kind I mean, of the
3: easy way it's been described now? Is that fair enough? it's 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 sort of the automatic um conclusion that people are drawing after this game but nobody was saying it was backfiring prior to this game mm. you know including people who watched Tyrone very very closely everyone seemed to think that this was you know um a terrific sort of uh progress or progression by by Mickey Hart and Tyrone and it's 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 difficult to know whether or not it still can be successful because as I said, you never really felt like they got an opportunity to to discover what they might be able to do um against Donegal on Saturday because of the way the game panned out. Um so certainly you know, they're in a they're in, they're in a difficult spot right now, but it that's not to say that Tyrone being Tyrone, they just can't they won't, you know, go away, work their way kinda of quietly through the through the uh through the qualifiers. Get themselves into the last eight, and then you know, then we'll see what they're about.
1: Yeah, I think people, <laughs> and and we're as bad as anybody. You know, people can get very bogged down in systems and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. If the players don't play well, exactly. if the players make bad decisions, like there was a there was a, point, a stage in the first half where the that uh what their new midfielder uh, Rafferty, yeah, was a guy, and he, br- he made this fantastic run where he brushed off two tackles and beat the shield and got through and got in on goal but like just total inexperience taking the wrong shot with Colin Kavanaugh inside him uh, mm-hmm. for an easy palm to the net and that changes everything like a goal is worth so much in those games like it's it's always in, in those tight ulcer games it's worth way more than three points it's, it's such a momentum shift and all of that, that had nothing to do with systems, that had nothing to do with being tactically, I thought, anything. That was just a bad decision from an inexperienced player.
3: That's exactly it, yeah. And I mean, they had, what had they, uh, four or five, they had sort of eight, nine wides as well over the game. Three or four of which they really should have kicked. Um, they had that sort of half goal chance laid on. Mm. Even though they were totally kind of rider all over the field there was yeah. still only a goal in it going into uh going into injury time which is probably slightly worrying for 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 Donegal they probably they probably would have preferred to to have um really buried Tyrone when they when they when they had the opportunity and it did feel do you remember there was a time when Niall um Niall Morgan took a kick out towards um Ronan McNamee and he just overhit it and went yes. right over the sideline. Yeah. And McNamee did everything he could to try and keep it in play, with the result that he was uh, pretty much caught up in the uh, in the uh, in 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 the wire um, at the at the sideline there. And Patrick McBrearty strolled over, took a quick restart, got a return pass, and just kicked the point mm. completely, com- you know, completely Untouched. unmarked. Yeah. And it kind of felt like Tyrone were on the verge of falling apart there, and that Donegal could could really. Just could could have really went for it, um, but 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 didn't, um, and you know they let Tyrone hang around in a way that was that was kind of dangerous. So even on a day when Tyrone will feel that everything misfired, they were still within touch and distance on the scoreboard. Yeah.
0: Will Tyrone McCann will he get himself a ban for the accidental fishhook stand on the head of McManaman? Yeah, or
3: I mean, I've no idea. I mean, I'm always like, I, I assume, but you know, I guess you know i i guess he probably will do um i mean certainly <laughs> it was uh it was highlighted enough on 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 television during the game and again again last night so generally um these things tend to play themselves out that way plus he was also helped off the pitch midway through the second half so uh it's you know i, I don't know what 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 is uh, what is his what fitness status is this morning anyway
1: Keith, uh, as a a slight uh, indulgence, uh, I want to give you the floor to tell me what you as a Donegal man, what what Michael Murphy means to you and your people.
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Because I must say that uh, there are very, a few times every summer where you watch a game uh, and we're going to be talking hurling later on and you you know TJ Reid did this yesterday but there are very a few times every summer where you watch a game in football or hurling, and then you go oh my god that guy is just the best at what he does I, th- I really at certain times on, on Saturday night I thought he was extraordinary and do you love him more than Coleman <laughs> <laughs> I think um,
3: yeah I think like all Donegal people are probably extremely uh, I suppose extremely proud of, of Murphy um I think there is a general bafflement in the county that he isn't sometimes spoken of um, in terms of, you know, a sort of an all-time great Gaelic footballer. Mm. Um, the, the, uh, you know, obviously, you know, his 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 ability is acknowledged, um, you know, on, on the national scene, mm. but always seems fairly fairly sort of sparingly, you know, mm. um, and he really it does take sort of like 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 that league final which he pretty much kind of one on his own there against me and and days like yesterday for 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 this sort of topic to uh to come up again it's it's kind of it's weird to me he's never been footballer of the year unless i'm no exactly i'm pretty sure he hasn't
1: carl lacy got in 2012
3: Mm. yeah but i mean i thought he would have had strong claims written 2014 as well Mm. Mm. um again if you go back to that the last team to beat dublin that 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 other than semi final in Ford in, in twenty fourteen, mm. he he was just a colossus, you know. He really he sort of turned he, he, he just turned the uh the flow of that game, um between sort of the twentieth minute of the first mm. half and through through the second half. In a way I think that very, very few other players can do. Um you know, he's, what is he, he's, I think he's he's around 30 years of age now and hopefully he's a good few years yet left. But I imagine Donegal people just, whenever they think about the the notion that he someday won't be out there, you know, it's a, it's a frightening thought.
1: It really is because I, I was, remember a couple of weeks ago, Dara O'Shea wrote this in his column where he was going like, when I think of Donegal, I always think that, you know, obviously, first of all, I think of Michael Murphy and obviously I think of... Well, he should be on the edge of the square because, like, and and a couple of times the other the other night, like he went in there. There was a perfect moment in I kind of late in the first laid half. late in the first half, and yeah. uh, Kevin McStay actually called it perfectly on TV. He did because uh, he was it was actually off camera, and he went uh, Murphy's gone in on the edge of the square. If they can get the ball in, yeah, and like the ball went in, and there was just he was essentially sort of two on one, three on one in there, but like. Even his way of sort of shielding his body and turning his marker so that he's on the wrong side of him, so that he can collect it and then turn one way and turn the other—it's absolutely perfect, full-forward play. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, what Dara was saying was, uh, "But I totally get it. Like he is the sort of their complete player, and of course, you're going to have the complete player out around where most of the action is."
3: Yeah. Yeah, I happened to I happened to be kind of watching him just prior to that to that um, sequence of play you're talking about, and uh, he found himself up sort of to the left of Niall Morgan's goal, and just kept watching him because he was, you know, it was the most advanced he'd been mm. all afternoon, and he actually took a breather. He took sort of fifteen seconds, just just with his with his uh, hands on his mm. on his knees, kind of stooped over. And he kind of watched the play develop and Dunny Gall recycled it and actually went over to the far side of the field. And he yeah, he just kind of moved in sort of casually. Mm. Um, and you could see, I think it was uh Bon Gallagher who who was calling mm. for the ball. He could see him in there. And look, the delivery as well was 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 oh, perfect. perfect. It was yeah. sort of reminiscent to the ball that, that, that Carl Lacey sent in, uh, in 2012. early in the twenty twelve Ireland final, it was just perfectly flighted for him. And you knew as soon as um you knew as soon as it left. Owen van galler's foot that there was only going to be one result you know he was going to win it and obviously as he said then uh, yeah the finish was was exemplary so it is exciting to see someone like that in at the in at the edge of the square but he does so much more that they can't really leave him in there but what what was noticeable the last day i thought was that they use they don't donny they don't seem to feel the need to give him the ball every time out now and have him initiate every play he can. There's so many good ball carriers around him that he can kind of, he can kind of almost like just follow the play, and then come into it when he chooses. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd, love, um, I'd love to get your take on the Ulster final, Keith. But will we be the last 15 minutes of
0: an All Ireland final be Rory O'Carroll and and Murphy looking after each other? Do you think <laughs> later on this year?
3: Yeah, you never know. A, that 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 that's a bit down the line. But um, no, I mean, you know, I'm sure they're they, they they have a lot of they have a lot they can still improve on. But um, they're 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 certainly travelling in the right direction
0: Kieran Whelan was going on last night on the Sunday game about how Cavan have a real real chance of of winning this now what do you
3: think? Well they have that I mean it's it's you know Malachi you'd remember with Monaghan and, and, and again like when, when, when well when any team comes through mm. after a long period of way they have this real electrifying momentum behind them and you could see that on um, you could see that on Sunday uh, afterwards and it's a real, it, I think for, for opposition teams, it, it's a real difficult thing to plan against. You know, I suppose Donegal have become accustomed now to to appear in an Ulster final. So mm. it's sort of more, it's more business-like for them in a way. Whereas it's a lot more emotional and sort of um complex, I guess, for 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 Cavan because they have to deal with the newness of it. But... They are you know, they are very well organized. They have they have players who can who can who can take points. They're they're tough and they also have that that nucleus of those of those younger teams who, who are used to winning mm. so yeah they have they definitely have a shot at winning absolutely I mean I don't think they'll be uh, remotely intimidated by the idea of playing playing Donegal in that final
1: My only fear for Cavan a little bit and and as you say Keith there, there's a, a sort of a Monaghan element to it Monaghan had to lose maybe two or three Ulster finals before they before they eventually got, a, got around to winning one and it was actually the 2013 one against Donegal sort of came out of the blue I don't like Monaghan people were kind of going along thinking, all right, yeah, should we go along here? And, uh, or like Donegal were all Ireland champions at that stage, you know. Uh, where so it, I would a little bit fear for Cavan in that they're going in and there will be, God Almighty, the next couple of weeks in Cavan will be bedlam because, the you know, as, uh, as we had Paul Fitzpatrick on here after they beat Monaghan, you know, the it doesn't take an awful lot for the, uh, for the Cavan supporter to get very excited. Um, so the next two weeks there will be big. But the other side of it is they have, God, they have a fair bit of experience. Fair enough, not not Ulster final winning experience, not even playing an Ulster final experience. But you go through that team from Killian Clark to Mackey to Gerard McKiernan. God, they have, they have plenty of fellas of a right age.
3: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And, and you know, the, the, the like, I don't think they I mean the supporters might be wide eyed about it I don't think I don't think the team will be though or the management you know I think mm. they'll be I think they'll be well set up for this um, yeah
1: yeah it'll be interesting uh, uh, we will obviously talk about that at the time and uh, that's uh, two weeks away uh, until then thank you very much Keith Thank you you to you, Gav. Uh, Thanks to Ian, who was in earlier. Thanks to Jenny and JJ behind the desk. And we will talk to everybody next week. Thanks, everyone.